It's time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Theme music is Fruit of the Louvre, provided by Flick composer-producer Howard Eddy. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Program. Here's your host. A social distancing tip. While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five, do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hey, good morning, everybody. A big uh, jazz hands uh, and an air high five uh, to you as we start our uh, audio play date known as the Tom Sumner Program. I'm Tom Sumner, <laughs> along with uh, my co-host and associate producer, Andrea Sutton. And uh, Hey, good morning. Welcome, welcome back to the grind. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait to start a new week to relax. Well, and weekends it's a, are just packed. And it's a holiday week. Um, it coming is. up Saturday is the Fourth uh, of July. It's uh, also the end of June. We're going to talk about that coming up in a little bit. And also, I want to uh, just go ahead and uh, announce that we have um, the phone lines open. At 810-339-8255 if you want to join our conversation. Let's start out talking about uh, the 4th of July coming up Saturday. Um, I, I got an email this morning from Lawn Starter, um, one of the leading uh, lawn care service providers. And the, it says, with the 4th of July right around the corner amid the COVID-19 pandemic, um, Lawn Starter conducted an in-depth analysis of the best and worst cities to celebrate in. What? To determine okay. the, to determine the ranking, Lawn Starter's uh, analysis compared the most populated 100 U.S. cities across 19 metrics, ranging from number of Fourth of July celebrations to allowance of consumer fireworks, to public transportation options, etc. So they took all these things into consideration and said, where would be the best place to be celebrating the 4th of July? And they came up with the top 10. Well, they listed the top, um, I guess, uh, 100 or, or so, or 98, I guess. I don't, know. I don't know why they stopped at 98, but... Um, <laughs> Kind of like Walmart pricing, or maybe it's just my list stopped. Ten eighty two. Maybe maybe my printout stopped at ninety eight, but um, <laughs> but interestingly, uh, of the places, uh, the the bottom ten 
cities. Uh, Texas <laughs> ranks among most of them. Austin, Texas, Lubbock, oh, really? Texas, uh, Dallas, Texas, Glen, uh, Garland, Texas, are all in the bottom of the list, uh, as well as uh, Oklahoma City, Seattle, Washington, Tulsa, and um, Glendale, Arizona. Those are in the bottom. But the top ten are, um, and this is interesting. Cause to celebrate. I, yeah, Good to, places to celebrate, Places right? that would be great to be celebrating the 4th okay. of July for a whole variety of reasons. For gotcha. Fort Wayne, Indiana. All right. Lexington, Kentucky. Jacksonville, wow. Florida. St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, um, New York, New York. Henderson, Nevada. Atlanta, Georgia. Colorado Springs, Colorado. Uh, Madison, Wisconsin. And Washington, D.C. Now... I'm thinking Jacksonville and New York could be a little risky. Yeah, no fake. Yeah. And, Especially in the and, last and week with all sure, the news. And I'm not sure if their intention is to encourage people to go to these places to celebrate or just simply ranking, you know, if if you live there, these are great places to happen to be on the 4th of July. I don't think they're recommending yeah. people flood there from all over the country to celebrate uh, the 4th of July, but they're the ones that are most likely to be having uh, fireworks displays, and, you know, they've they've figured out ways, or they're doing them in spite of uh, COVID-19. I'm not sure, but um, there are huh. some uh, recommendations from Flint's mayor. I think I touched on these last week, but I'll go over them again as, as we start yeah, ramping up. Yeah, Toward the uh, toward the holiday, Mayor Sheldon Neely and City Council President Monica Galloway teamed up to ask residents to be courteous of their neighbors and the elderly as they look to celebrate Independence Day. Uh, City of Flint, in general, limits the use of fireworks to the day before, the day of, and the day after major holidays, and bans the use of fireworks between the hours of midnight and 8 a.m. Um, based on state law, fireworks also are allowed from June 29th to July 4th from 11 a.m. to 11.45 p.m. in celebration of Independence Day. Uh, Mayor Sheldon Neely said, Please be mindful of your neighbors. While it may seem harmless, your elderly neighbors, families with young children, and those with household pets are being significantly impacted. I'm glad he mentioned pets because I've been seeing a lot of funny memes uh, you know, with, with oh, uh, they they let loose. I had a dog that was gun shy. You know, anything can she'd just take off. She'd just take off. So <laughs> keep your pets in. Yeah, Council you know? President uh, Galloway noted the safety of our residents must always be considered. Many times, these fireworks give the sound of gunshots and may cause yep. fear. Please be courteous. Um. Let's see. I'm assuming the curfew's still in place. I, I think know? it is. I, I think it is. Yeah. Um, state law also allows for fireworks the Saturday and Sunday preceding Labor Day, as well as New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Um, 
Fireworks laws have undergone significant change in Michigan over the last decade, including a brief period during which almost all fireworks restrictions were lifted. It the, Boy, do you remember that year? Um, yeah, people went hog wild. Yeah, almost and, and, and then cities started, yeah. uh, you know, banning, uh, banning the use, and then the state kind of walked back the law. It remains legal to buy and possess fireworks at any time, but the state now allows cities to significantly limit their use, except for a few key days, including from June 29th to July 4th, as I mentioned. Uh, the City of Flint statute also currently allows for fireworks on the day before, the day of, and the day after these holidays. New Year's Day, Martin Luther uh, King Jr. Day, Washington's really? Birthday, okay. Memorial Day, July 4th, Labor Day, Columbus Day, slash Indigenous Peoples Day, uh, Veterans Day, Thanksgiving Day, and Christmas Day. Uh, Thanksgiving? I knew about Christmas. Yeah. Huh. Um, Why don't you just full of knowledge? Yeah, violation of the ordinance is punishable <laughs> by a $500 fine and seizure of your fireworks. Uh, the regulations <laughs> to be displayed with the police department. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> will be part of the, the city's celebration next year. Um, <laughs> the regulations do not apply to low-impact or novelty fireworks, which are often... Uh, handheld or stay on the ground so sparklers hmm. are in you know pretty much any time yeah sparklers and those hurt, goofy, man and those goofy <laughs> little snake things remember those those are cool yeah those when were, you were cool you know when you were six yeah, yeah. I look at those things well, now I and I go, that, yeah. it's, it's just a big pile of ash in my driveway. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> what the hell is this? <laughs> ah, the rain will clean it up. <laughs> Seriously, I bought some fireworks last year, and I can't believe all the waste that those give off. Just little shards. Just little shards of paper everywhere. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't... I don't like picking it up. I might not do it. I'll just watch the neighbors. Have you had any neighbors? I've, any I've heard a few. I, not not a yeah. lot. Not not like in previous years. And I think that has something to do with people staying home. I, I mean, they're just not yeah. out. A lot of times, fireworks, they're kind of an impulse buy. You know, you're you're driving exactly. around, you know, doing whatever your chores or errands or whatever, you know, is on your agenda. You're out <laughs> driving around, and all of a sudden you drive. And you feel like being a pyromaniac for a minute. Well, you know, you drive by a parking <laughs> lot. There's a great big white tent with a lot of... You know, stars and stripes and all kind. You know, all kinds of <laughs> decoration. And it's like, ooh, fireworks. <laughs> it's my patriotic duty to explode something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I should. Uh, <laughs> I should uh, blow off. I, I, I should uh, uh, definitely participate in some rockets red flare for the holiday. <laughs> And even Those things are expensive too, man. I'm just cheap. Even I'll even in your local even in your local grocery store, you know, this time of year, you know, you, you get up there to the front where they have the 
the soft drinks and gum and candy bars and you know all the last minute oh i gotta have one of those and then there's this big <laughs> big display of fireworks you know on your way out you know <laughs> oh pick up a sparkler for the love of my life there you go <laughs> it's right there you know next to the uh helium balloons and the um <laughs> and, and the oh so fresh flowers <laughs> yeah <laughs> those last Here, honey don't sniff don't sniff the flowers while the sparklers going on yeah. <laughs> might burn your nose <laughs> hey you know what that's what i should do i i should get a i should get some a sparkler and and put it um light it and set it next to and take a picture of one with my bobblehead. Oh, now that would be cool. You have to get on a bobblehead streak. That that poor little thing's been ignored for about three weeks now. Well, I, you know, I took a few pictures, that, you know, when I first got it that were kind of fun. I like the mm-hmm. one by the grill and the one by the big old microphone. <laughs> I saw that. In, in the bunker. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Put a flag on one side and a sparkler on the other, and do a little, yeah, do a little bobblehead video for Fourth of July. Maybe I'll maybe I'll work on that this week. <laughs> that could be fun. Live stream bobblehead sparklers. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. I could see you doing something like that. Yeah, I just looked over. I just I just looked over. It's on the shelf over there, and the head's going up and down. Like, yep, yep. Let's do that. Yep, let's so, do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in, bro. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's so sad. <laughs> I know, right? Well, you know, since I've been cut off from all my friends, you know, it's yeah. just me and the bobblehead, you know, doing little pranks. <laughs> and he just says yes to whatever you say. Yeah. <laughs> that's what makes him such a great wingman. Yeah, no fake. You're yes man. You're yes man, wingman. There you go. <laughs> I haven't, oh I haven't taken him anywhere yet because I haven't got a little mask for him. But oh, I gotta work on that, don't I? <laughs> I'm slacking. I'm slacking. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> well. The uh, phone lines are open, folks, and we'll, we'll obviously talk about anything you want to talk about. 810-339-8255. But before we go to break, uh, coming up, speaking of fireworks, we're going to talk about the first six months of uh, 2020 coming up in the next segment. And then uh, and then we're going to talk with um, the two candidates running in the primary, uh, the, the August primary, for Genesee County Prosecutor. Uh, there are two Democrats running, the incumbent, obviously, David Layton. We'll hear from him first, coming up in about a half hour. And we'll follow that up with uh, the challenger, Flint attorney Trichelle Young, who, if elected, would be both the first African-American and first woman elected uh, Genesee County prosecutor. But uh, anyway, we'll we'll talk about all that coming up. And in the third hour of our three-hour tour, the third candidate for the Seventh uh, Circuit Court Judgeship, um, Stephanie Watucky, will be with us. 
So anyway, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. It's me, Tigger. T-I-double-G-R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner program on account of because he's so bouncy. I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. A social distancing tip. Putting distance between yourself and others is critical to slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are ways to stay in contact without the physical contact part. Call, send a text, set up a video conference, post on social media, dedicate a song on the radio. If you have symptoms of fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going to their office. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the America, your children have an amazing superpower. They can help save lives by not having playdates. That's right. By replacing get-togethers with virtual playdates and video chats, they can help slow the evil spread of germs. And if your superheroes do go outside, make sure they continue their superhero wing by staying six feet away from others to protect everyone in America land. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Your calls matter. Join me and Andrea weekdays from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern to talk about whatever you want to talk about. The Tom Sumner Program has open phone lines Monday through Friday to hear from you. How's 2020 working out for you so far? How about those damn roads? Call in live at 810-339-8255. It's all about you. We'll be streaming live at TomSumnerProgram.com and simulcast on WFOV 92.1 FM in Flint. Foil hats are optional. Lady of the house, please. <laughs> you thought you had every Elvis record made, but wait, Elvis sings again, this time from heaven. That's right, Elvis from heaven. Yes, here Elvis from Graceland in the Sky. Soul-stirring versions of epic proportions. You'll hear Elvis crooning, Early Gate Rock, all dug up, lying in the chapel, and 11 others. This record also includes a special Elvis message. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Elvis Presley. Order before midnight tonight and receive this Elvis Presley commemorative casket keychain. Open it up. Yes. The king inside. 
a must for any Elvis fan. Order yours today. To order your Elvis from Heaven, send $9.95 in check or money order to Elvis from Heaven, P.O. Box 714, Cleo, Michigan, 44487. Or save COD charges and phone 555-5554. Use Master Charge or Visa, Canadian residents, add $3. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner program is provided by Swiftlet Technology. Engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. This is Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back to our audio play date here known as the Tom Sumner <laughs> Program. The phone lines are open, and uh, I'm here, yours truly, Tom Sumner, along with my co-host, Andrea Sutton, at 339-8255. That's 810-339-8255. Love to have you join the conversation. Right now, we're going to take a look back at... Uh, um, well, the the first six months of 2020. <laughs> oh, do we really have to walk down this memory lane? <laughs> no, it's. I, I'm telling you, it's absolutely amazing what has gone on in the first six months of 2020. I the most okay. recent thing. Remember, you know, we kept wondering what happened to the uh, murder hornets or giant hornets yeah. that were threatening uh, the American bee population primarily. Um, yeah, it's been a long year. Well, apparently, <laughs> they succumbed to the Godzilla fog. Okay. Have you heard about and this? What's, it's apparently what's a the thing. Godzilla? It's no. it's this big cloud that that forms in somewhere on the African continent and travels across the ocean and you know entered the U.S. and I've never heard of it before. Oh, it's but it's sand, right? I, I don't know what it is. I just I just heard something about it on the news recently. I was like, oh come on! First of all. You know, it's it's a cloud or it's fog or something. But Godzilla? Really? <laughs> Is that what they call it? Yeah. It's, it's the Godzilla cloud or the Godzilla fog or something. I don't know. Look it up. It's, it's weird. I tr tried to find it on my list. I, I went to... Uh, I went scrolling on the internet, um, which is always a little oh, dangerous. No. And um, did you reach the end? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there was a Starbucks <laughs> right across the street from another Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just unplug the internet. <laughs> let's yeah. let's get back to normal. I know, right? <laughs> um, but seriously. Um, Wikipedia has an article that are the events by month so far. Oh, okay. And it's 16 pages long. No fake. And it's and it's talking oh, about stuff I'm sure we don't remember. New Year's Day. Um, Iraqi militiamen and protesters disperse from the site of the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad a day after attacking it. Do you remember I that? I don't even remember that. No. Nobody remembers that. Um, uh-uh. Then uh, two days later, well, 
no, that same day recreational marijuana became legal in uh, Illinois. And, uh, Dude. No, nobody even noticed. Um, <laughs> or, or the uh, Dorito sales skyrocketed yeah. at that point. Um, but but two days <laughs> later, um, President Donald Trump approved the targeted killing of notorious Iranian general um, Hassem Soleimani. Remember that? That and, I remember, And Iraqi yeah. uh, paramilitary leader Abu Mahdi um, al-Mohandas in Baghdad mm-hmm. without the consultation of Congress and... Um, Fears of a conflict between Iran and the U.S. resulted in World War III trending on Twitter. That I remember, yeah. Um, January was also uh, the 77th uh, Golden Globe Awards. Remember, we used to have award shows and people would crowd into a theater and stuff. Um, Yeah. January 6th, the um, former film producer Harvey Weinstein was charged with four additional counts of rape and sexual battery in a Los Angeles court. Um, More from the Persian Gulf. On January 8th, Iran launched uh, ballistic missiles at Iraqi military bases hosting American troops. More than 60 U.S. service members are eventually treated for traumatic brain injury by the end of the month, prompting the uh, VFW organization to demand an apology from the president for apparently downplaying the injuries. Remember, he said nobody was hurt and all that. Um, They'll just have headaches or something. I think that was one of the pertinent quotes from that. I yeah. think I remember that. Yeah, yeah. he said none of oh, our guys were injured. Um, let's see. Uh, so the next day, the House of Representatives, the the newly uh, Democratic House of Representatives, voted 224 to 194 to pass a non-binding war powers resolution to limit the president's ability to pursue military actions against Iran without congressional consent. Uh, let's see. Um, this was an interesting fact that got kind of buried in some of the other uh, uh, seemingly more urgent news. But uh, for the first time since the Great Recession uh, on January 10th, it was reported that women outnumber men in the American workforce. I don't remember that one. But just just that. slightly over 50%, Slightly above. Four-tenths of a okay. percent or something. But um, Also oh, in really January, close, yeah. Puerto Rico was hit by a uh, 5.9 uh, earthquake and several five-point earthquakes. Um, let's see. That's just, that's just January. That's just the stuff, you know, that have gotten lost in, in the shuffle. But here's... Right. Here's an interesting uh, thing here Um, on January 21st the first case of the COVID-19 coronavirus in the United States was confirmed by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention okay I was wondering when, (laughs) when it all started January 21st 
was the first confirmation mm. of an American case by, uh, let's see. Seattle? Um, by January 30th, the CDC confirmed that um, the first case of human-to-human -human transmission of COVID-19 occurred. And then uh, January 31st, um, President Trump imposed travel restrictions preventing foreign nationals from entering the U.S. if they visited China within the previous two weeks. That was related to COVID-19. That was also the same day that the Senate voted against calling witnesses in President Donald Trump's impeachment. Remember when they were trying to impeach the president? Yeah. <laughs> it seems so long ago. Doesn't it? It was six months ago that that was going on. Yeah. Um, wow. February, the Super Bowl, and uh, Iowa Democratic and Republican caucus caucuses took place, but then everybody forgot about them before they got the votes counted. Um, oh, yeah. Yep. Remember the big remember delay that. in the votes? Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, February 5th, the uh, impeachment of uh, Donald Trump concluded with Mitt Romney becoming the first ever senator to vote to remove a president of their own political party. Wow, okay. Uh, ever? Yeah, yep. Okay. And let's see. All right, moving down to February 17th, more than 300 Americans are evacuated from the quarantined Diamond Princess cruise ship in Japan, including 14 who had tested positive for the COVID-19. And then, huh. you know, we start getting, uh, we start moving up into um, March. And, and everything was corona-related. Yeah. It, and it, all the other news did not exist. It really was. That there, I remember. There was, uh, well, we got up through Super Tuesday with, uh, you yep. know, presidential uh, debates, the, the Democrats debating, and Super Tuesday and a couple of other primaries. And then, you know, by March 4th, it was... You know, you look through this list, and it's just COVID, 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 and, yep, and exactly. continues pretty much up to now, although it does uh, include some of the big events that, you know, we've talked a little bit about, um, like the uh, uh, state of emergency in uh, Minneapolis after the, the killing of George F uh, Floyd and the subsequent... Uh -huh protests um yeah I'm, I'm looking at june now and it's it's still you know covid 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 still covid related yeah and then finally the new york times reports that russian <laughs> president vladimir putin offered bounties to taliban linked militants for killing U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan. It quotes unnamed officials who say the intelligence finding was briefed to Trump in late March and that the president was given a list of potential options but had yet to authorize any steps. Huh. And I'm, and I'm just scratching the surface. I mean, this is like 16 pages of... 
COVID, COVID, Event. COVID, and and events, you know, sort of woven into it. But uh, if you want to talk about any of those or what you remember from the first six months of 2020, how's 2020 going for you, by the way? Give us a call at 810-339-0255. Love to hear from you. What are the things you remember? I, you know, we've got tomorrow's the last day of June, so we're we're fully six months into 2020, and it seems like I've, uh, you know, spent the whole six months uh, binge watching Scooby Doo. Um, <laughs> that's what you were saying. <laughs> that's that's not entirely true, but more true than right. it, more true than it ought to be. Um, yeah. But, you know, interestingly, Texas is having a huge surge. Florida is having a huge surge. And, you know, they made all this noise about, you know, wearing masks and staying distanced and keeping bars and restaurants closed is infringing on our rights. And, you know, the government has no right to, you know, force us to stay home. And uh, so those those were among uh, some of the states that started first with reopening um, and, and starting to phase back the economy and cases are spiking in those areas and it goes back to what i said last week andrea i'm 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 hanging tight for a little while see how this plays out i'm fortunate i'm able to work from home and um you know it hasn't impacted uh, our household income all that much um certainly there's there's an impact but you know we're we're managing, you know, we've got food on the table and, uh, you know, a decent place to stay and our bills are paid and so on. So I, you know, I, I can, I can afford to, to wait it out and I think I will. Yeah. I don't know how other people feel about it. I've certainly seen a lot of, uh, pretty rowdy, uh, Facebook memes and posts and comments and so on what do you think about zuckerberg uh deciding what's hate speech Uh, i think didn't his stock price go down quite a bit and then all of a sudden just because the stock prices went down he came up with this new policy i I don't know i was looking for posts about it on facebook but they'd taken them down (laughs) Um, (laughs) oh the irony (laughs) i know right (laughs) oh the irony (laughs) yeah i don't know this pandemic social media election year i think everybody's gone cray cray oh i know (laughs) i know i personally I, i was asking um one of the candidates about you know how to campaign during a pandemic and they said they were they were going to zoom meetings i they can't replace in person contact it really can't i i don't know i'm i'm still old fashioned i'll wear a mask and i haven't worn the gloves but i'll wear a mask and talk to people now cuz i miss people you know, I, I I put a pair of gloves I put a pair of gloves in my van and and had had intended you know to to use them you know under certain 
limited circumstances, I couldn't get myself to wear them. I've, I've never worn them No, because I feel like I'd have to make someone a sandwich. <laughs> you know? <laughs> or, or give a very unpleasant uh, examination or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the smack of those gloves just give men nightmares. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's something I can't do is wear the gloves. I don't know. I, just, like I, I said, I, have, I feel like I'd have to break down and find a loaf of bread and some ham and cheese or something. <laughs> I, I have really stuck to the face mask thing, and I'm changing them not as often as I should, but fairly often. Um, I've, I've heard people say that you should change the mask every day. But yeah, exactly. I'll wear them two or three days. Oh, yeah, so will I. So will I. I'm just too cheap. But, hey, you know, I well, I don't want to get is, anything. And... You know, I, I, I only go out to do a couple of errands. So, I, you know, I, I only wear the thing. Like, I drive to the grocery store. I don't wear it in the car until I get out of the car. And then I put the mask right. on, go in the grocery store, do my grocery shopping, come back out, and I take the mask off and, you know, and yeah. put it away in the car. And, um, and you know, then I'm not out till the next day. So I'm, you know, maybe yeah. wearing the thing an hour a day. So I thought, well, you know, right. I'm, I'm going to stretch it out for a few days. But um, anyway. People in the um, manufacturing shops are having a real hard time trying to keep cool. With those masks on you know i've tried wearing them like an hour at a time and if your employer mandates you to wear a mask in like a a nursery or you a watch people you know manufacturing these... facility it's hot it's and hot you can start getting sweaty and and then you see people you know wearing these masks on these really hot days and then they walk into a building that's air conditioned if they're wearing glasses and their glasses all fog up. I keep waiting to see somebody take, oh, the, yeah. take the mask off and use it to clean their glasses. <laughs> <laughs> bump into stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a drug test, Billy. <laughs> no, I just can't see. <laughs> Has that happened to you with the condensation buildup on your glasses? Cause to, that just to me, no. That just irks me. Yeah. No, but I, I, but see, I only wear glasses to read and for up close stuff. I, oh, okay. I, I don't have to wear them when I'm, you know, driving or walking around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because it's very frustrating wearing a mask, and you know, and if you don't brush your teeth before you go to the store wearing that mask, you know that's your breath. You know. <laughs> Let me give myself a mint. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that is your breath you're smelling. <laughs> well, anyway, bringing yes. things full circle, because coming up in uh, just a few minutes, we have to go to break, and then we're going to talk with um, Genesee County Prosecutor David Layton. will be uh, phoning in, and then later in the show, 
His challenger in the August primary for Genesee County Prosecutor uh, Flint Attorney Trishel Young will be joining us. But uh, in in the meantime, getting back to the Fourth uh, of July, um, yeah, we have one of those. Uh, I don't even know what they call it, but it's like a portable fire pit. Um, yeah, exactly. It's, it's on legs, and you know, it's it's like a little fireplace for your yard, but you can move it yeah. around and stuff. And it's up off the ground and has a lid on it, so sparks don't shoot out. Anyway, we're gonna throw a couple of logs in that, and roast some marshmallows, and that's 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 gonna be our big Fourth of July celebration, I think. Well, that's cool. Staycation, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically. s'mores. S'mores are definitely, definitely on the plane for me. I can, I can down three of them in a setting, easy. Have Have you ever <laughs> had s'mores with bacon in them? Oh heck to the no! I have. Ooh, that I, just sounds nasty. I, um, Sandy and I were with uh, Bill Toll and his wife at his cabin, and and okay. uh, Roy Taylor and his wife were there as well. And you know, I'm going to sound like one of those old farts, you know, from way back in the day but the women got it in their minds to make s'mores with bacon epic epic but yuck well you know as much as I love bacon you know bacon really doesn't need any help and uh, (laughs) anyway Roy Roy Taylor and I now Bill Toll loved him Roy Taylor and I not so much so we kept getting scolded for uh, we were like a couple little kids we kept going in the kitchen and snagging pieces of bacon as they were getting it ready to make the s'mores with but uh, anyway we won't be doing uh, bacon s'mores we we might roast some marshmallows might even roast a hot dog or two might be fun to do it over an open flame like that um, oh heck yeah but uh but anyway we're 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 gonna we're gonna stay at home i suspect there'll be some people in the park where we live that will set off fireworks so we may get to see a few but oh cool and where where did i see this did i see Mackinac island was going to be doing fireworks the up might be i'm wondering I, I I'm wondering saw, if there's going to be some shows up there. I, I, I saw somewhere in Michigan there was going to be a big one, uh, not not huge, not not like Bay City or right. anything, but uh, but a, a pretty significant one. I don't know if a lot of people will head off in that direction. I think a lot of people are going to just shoot them off from their driveway. I think you're right on that. I think you're right on that. It'd be interesting to see the stats of the accidents <laughs> yeah. after after that day. <laughs> took, took out public two, displays <laughs> keep people safe. <laughs> I took out two dogs and a Toyota. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Those are hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at look at that wiener dog run. Anyway, uh, we 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 got to leave it there and and turn things a little bit more serious as we continue our getting to know the candidates in the uh, August primary um with our uh 
what, what did we call it, audio play date uh, known as the Tom yes. Sumner program. But, uh, and, and so we'll sign off with Andrea, but she'll be back to kick things off tomorrow, and hopefully we'll get some calls from listeners as well at 810-339-8255. Thanks, Andrea, and uh, have a great hey. rest of the day. Hey, you too. Bye. All right, bye-bye. That was co-host uh, Andrea Sutton joining me by phone for our audio play date. And uh, we're going to take a short break, let our broadcast partners squeeze a few words in. If you're streaming us, we have some messages as well. And we'll be right back, hopefully, with uh, Prosecutor Lane. Hi, this is Joe Bai from the Blue Lions, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hi, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. If you like talk radio that makes you think without telling you what to think, check out our whole show weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern at TomSumnerProgram.com. Selected segments are also available on this and other radio stations, but you can hear us anytime. Daily editions of the Tom Sumner Program repeat online all day and night on the show's website. Past shows can be found in the website archives. My long-format interviews with New York Times best-selling author photographers and writers from National Geographic as well as artists, musicians, candidates, and elected officials are made possible by listeners like you. Support the Tom Sumner Program and Civilized Talk Radio. Visit our website at TomSumnerProgram.com and become a member. You can make a one-time gift or become a sustaining patron by taking the link to the Tom Sumner Program Patreon page. Thanks for listening and thanks for your support. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make. Throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air, where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums, where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses, and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. Thank you, and thank you all for tuning in. You know, we know that tough times don't last, but tough people do. We've been through a lot here in Michigan. We've been through crisis before, where the country needed their countrymen and countrywomen to pitch in collectively to get through a crisis and rise to the occasion. Michigan once was the arsenal of democracy to win World War II. We need that same spirit now. We're working around the clock with doctors and hospitals and first responders to stop the spread and to save lives. But we need your help too. The state has launched a new volunteer website at www.michigan.gov forward slash fight COVID-19 where trained medical professionals can register to serve their fellow Michiganders by assisting hospitals in fighting COVID-19. State residents can also use the site to find out how they can help in their local communities by giving blood or donating resources or needed medical supplies. Whether you're a medical professional looking to volunteer 
or you're someone who can give blood or donate to your local food bank, everyone can help out. To get through this, we must all do our part. Stay home, stay safe, and save lives. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. I know of a place where you never get harmed, a magical place with magical charms, indoors, 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 take it away. Hey, this is First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. And welcome back, everybody. Uh, this is the Tom Sumner Program, and my guest this segment is uh, the uh, current uh, Genesee County prosecutor. He is running for re-election in the August primary and as we continue to visit with uh, candidates for various races in the August primary we continue in that spirit now with David Layton. David welcome uh, back to the show. Hey, good morning Tom. Good to be with you. Um, David you've uh, run for re-election a time or two. How, uh, how different is it this time around because of COVID-19? It's a lot different. You can't really go out and, you know, press the flesh, as they say. There's no big events that you can attend, that you're invited to. There's no uh, traditional holiday parades around town. I mean, I'm used to being in the Burton Parade, the Mount Morris Parade, the uh, July 4th Fenton Parade. None of that stuff is going on because of COVID. So really, you have to do things a little differently, and a lot of that is focused on social media and um, uh, other ways to try to get you know your word out. I'm fortunate in that I'm in office, and people know what I do, know what I stand for, see me on the evening news frequently, so they know what we're doing. We've made a, a great effort over the years to be very transparent. I'm a firm believer in the fact that the public who has given me the privilege to do this job, uh, has the every right and should be informed as to what is going on here. And so, you know, I've been very uh, open with the press so that they can inform the public as to uh, what goes on in their prosecutor's office. Has, has COVID-19 made the job different um, and, and also those efforts to communicate different, uh, better, worse, et cetera? Well, well, the biggest difference is that we were tasked with the enforcement of Governor Whitmer's executive order, and I took it on myself personally to do all that work. Uh, you know, when this hit back in early March, I sent my entire staff home. I felt that this was a danger. I did not want them uh, in the courthouse. So we set up a uh, system where they would work from home, and it has worked out very well. And even now that we're back open, we're rotating them in so that uh, because we have, you know, these are government-issued offices. Everybody's on top of each other when everybody's here. <laughs> right. So what, what we have is we have a, uh, a rotation system where some come in and some continue to work from, from home. Uh, I've been back in full time since Memorial Day, but March, April, May, for the most part, I was operating from home. Thank goodness for laptop computers, Internet and Zoom and uh, all those things. Right. But 
bottom line is I did all the EO enforcement myself. I was on the telephone and on the computer every single day with police departments across Genesee County because the governor, and God bless her, she's done a wonderful job of trying to keep the state safe. Uh, we have a hundred and some odd executive orders that we've had to keep up on. They change daily. So I've been in constant contact with the Prosecuting Attorneys Association and the Attorney General's office uh, because I wanted to make sure that our folks here in Genesee County were not only in knowledgeable about the EOs, but, in, but, but making sure they were complied with. The EOs were no good if, 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 if folks aren't complying with them. So that, that was the biggest change, and I did most of that work myself uh, because it was you had to have some point of contact with the with the governor's office and with the AG and with the prosecuting attorneys association. So I uh, chose myself. What? Um, how? How was the job impacted by the closing of courts and and now with the addition of of technology as part of the proceedings? Well, I'll give you an example today. Uh, uh, I have a number of Zoom conferences set up with defense lawyers and with my assistant prosecutors to discuss cases. Prior to COVID, those would take place here in our offices. Um, the courts are operating with many, many uh, Zoom conferences where um, my assistants were at home with a laptop. The defense lawyer was at home with a laptop. Uh, they were wiring in from the jail if the individual was incarcerated, but if not, uh, via Zoom, the, the accused, and uh, the judge was on the bench with a Zoom or in their chambers with a Zoom. Uh, so all of that was being done. There weren't, weren't any in-court proceedings, per se. There, there have been no trials, nor will there, there won't be any trials, I suspect, until uh, late July or August, and maybe not even then, because logistically it's going to be very difficult i mean is that creating a backlog oh sure there's absolutely there's a backlog being created in trials in preliminary examinations in the district court where we started doing them again but think about this uh if you were summoned as a juror you want to come downtown and be what you think might be in close quarters with other people that you do not know do not know whether they're symptomatic, asymptomatic, et cetera, et cetera. These are very un uncertain times. So long story short, yeah, there's a backlog in jury trials. There's a backlog in uh, what we used to call preliminary examinations, which we now call uh, probable cause hearings. Uh, so we're going to have our work cut out for us once we can get back running full steam. You know, since the um, the killing of uh, George Floyd and the subsequent protests that have arisen, we're hearing the phrase defund the police. Um, what does that mean? It means something different to everybody who hears it. What does it mean to you when you hear it? What What do you think people should be looking well, at? Well, I think, I think people are, you know, it means something different to everybody everybody would give you a different uh definition all i can tell you is what i support and that is the proper funding of police and the proper usage of those funds in the best interest of the community i've been a long time supporter of community policing community policing in my 
judgment works. That means you get actual police officers in the neighborhood. They're walking the beat. They're knowing the kids. They're knowing the teenagers. They're knowing the adults. They're knowing the families who live on the blocks that they serve. And I find that once the police officers are, are known to the neighborhoods and the officers know the folks who live in the neighborhoods, only good things happen because there's a trust that develops between the police and the neighborhoods. And I think that the statistics have shown crime goes down. And follow that with community prosecution, where I put a, an individual prosecutor in each community to attend block club meetings, to attend neighborhood associations, so that they get to know the individual prosecutor assigned to that particular neighborhood. That, to me, is the proper funding of police. Uh, and sometimes that requires more funding, not less. So it depends on the situation in the, the particular community. But I've long been a supporter of community policing, and I'd love to see it come back. And Genesee County has been developing uh, alternative courts for veterans, for drug-related cases. How much flexibility does a prosecutor have in determining uh, how and where charges are, are filed for people that are often rounded up by the police? Well, we have a great discretion in that. In fact, we're the gatekeepers of those what we call problem-solving courts. Uh, some places they're called treatment courts. Some places they're called specialty courts. And I'm proud that Genesee County is one of the leaders in the state in establishing and maintaining treatment courts. Uh, we have upwards of a dozen courts, from drug court to veterans court to mental health court to baby court to girls court. Um, we, we're just launching now a, a street outreach court for folks who may not have a regular residence and get into some mischief that is, you know, probably not of their own choosing, but because of the lifestyle that's been wrought upon them. Um, so we're the gatekeepers, and I've been supportive of these kinds of courts dating back to their inception under uh, the Snyder administration in Lansing. Uh, my only concern about all of it is that when the funding comes down the pike, the courts get all the funding and the prosecutor gets none. Yet we're the gatekeepers. We have to make the determination as to who goes into those courts. So I've had some uh, lengthy discussions with Chief Justice Bridget McCormick about funding prosecutors so that we can continue to uh, send personnel to those courts and to all the sessions of those courts. And she's supportive of it. So we're trying to figure out a way to get make that happen the biggest problem now we're facing of course is that michigan is going to have a very very difficult budget process this coming year because of the covid 19 absolutely and uh, uh i don't think it's going to be able to afford any additional funding so but that, that that's something that's on our radar and i'm very proud of how we have uh, been the leaders across the state in treatment courts here well, David, we, uh, my guest is uh, David Layton, Genesee County Prosecutor, who's running for re-election in the August primary, and we have to end it here. Of course, you're welcome to, to join me on the show anytime, 
as always. But I uh, want to make sure, as I do with uh, all the other guests and, and candidates on the show, give you an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about you and about what we've been talking about. And in this time of uh, online campaigning about your campaign, do you have a website? Yeah, I'm sure we do. Um, probably Prosecutor Layton, just you know, look for it, you'll find it. Uh, we have a website, we have a Facebook page, we have, we have all that. But most importantly, Tom, I'm pretty accessible. Uh, I'm in the courthouse every day. I um, meet regularly with the public, with defense well, lawyers, with my assistants. we got, we got to end it there, David, but thanks so much. We're trying to do so a radio show down here. Bye-bye. It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on. Go on, get out of here. 